1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello.
2: You're listening to BFN. This is the podcast about infertility, IVF, and the trials of trying for a baby. I'm Gabby.
3: And I'm Emma, and we're both card-carrying members of the Infertility Club. Well, hello. Well, hello. did I do the intro right just then? I think you did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Well done. Cool,
2: cool, cool. Polished off. We're in the we're back in the seat now. Back in the saddle. We are. We know we're what we're pros, doing. There's anyway. Betty jumping off the bed just on Well, There you go. Yeah, thanks, she's a pro as well. She's, she's back really... in the saddle as well. You Yeah um uh how are you mate
3: i'm I'm okay i'm sitting in my study Mm -hmm. um, and i'm looking at a plant that i've had for a long time right Mm -hmm. it's like Mm -hmm. some kind of succulent type thing but it's recently developed these they're like tentacles (laughs) like but they're quite phallic things they're like fingery tentacles They're like reaching up, looking for something, and they're just so overtly sexual. I just want to cut them off, but I don't (laughs) want to hurt it. Have you got like sex in the brain? Maybe I do, but I just, every time I see them, I just kind of recoil. Shall I tell you what else I've got that's quite phallic? Go on. I've got a hose, right? You've seen it. It's black, and it's like elasticated.
2: (laughs) I was talking about this hose in B&Q this afternoon. Wait. I said to my, I said to Mr. Gabby, I said, "Hey, Mr. Gabby, should we get one of those phallic hoses that John has?
3: <laughs> because when it fills with water, it looks yeah. like something else filling with another substance. Yeah, it blood. does. It um, engorges. It engorges
2: <laughs> and becomes stiffer." <laughs>
3: does and every single time because like John's got really into gardening recently and every time he waters the plants I get weird I just get get a bit like uh freaked out by it (laughs) anyway we started this conversation well I think
2: well there you go um right should we um do the the message board yeah let's let's hit the (laughs) the message board (laughs) um (laughs) I I don't know about you, Emma, but I've been glued to Carfest's um, stories this weekend.
3: Absolutely, me too. Why
2: Why Why have, you, why have we been glued to Carfest's um, Instagram stories, Emma?
3: Well, because Carfest North is happening like, yeah. as we speak, which mm-hmm. obviously is like a, a must-go-to event on the social calendar. But I think then. So. There's another version of Carfest happening at the end of August.
2: Carfest South,
3: for those not in the know. Yeah, yes, there are some musical headliners. Yes, there's going to be stuff for petrol heads, But also, you and me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to be there. Are we headlining? Yeah. I mean, I
2: think we can call it headlining the infertility stage.
3: Yeah. We're in... <laughs> We're in the infertility stage. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're um crazy. Doing great stuff. crazy
2: yeah. news if anyone doesn't know what car fest is and i wouldn't blame you um <laughs> it is chris evans kind of it's like a smorgasbord of festival because it's got mm. like it's got books it's got really fast cars it's got music
0: it's got uh
2: yoga and it's got infertility <laughs> it's got infertility now yeah now it's got infertility um you,
3: so yeah if you haven't already got your ticket then yes.
2: you get it saturday 27th of august we are going we are speaking um yeah it might it might be like, it's a, kind of a kid there's lots of kids there i think as well yeah. as petrol heads
3: yeah so
0: <laughs> all of
3: Not the, the kids of the situation. petrol heads
2: Will also be there. So it might not be the ideal festival to go to if you are um <laughs> feeling sensitivo, which I think is fair enough. Just to wanted to flag that just in case. So we've
3: literally just told everyone to go and now we've just told everyone not to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Um yeah, but um John's really excited because he likes cars.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't think Mr. Gappy's that excited. Doesn't drive, obviously, so that's probably why. Um I'm quite excited though. Um yes so there so there is that guys that's very exciting we'll be there talking obviously about our book which you can also buy you don't have to go to car fest to hear us speak the book you can <laughs> just buy listen it. to
3: any episode of the podcast in the last <laughs> year and a half um okay. <laughs> you can yes. buy the book please buy um, the book yeah Let's, um get it off amazon or get it off bookshop.org Or get it from Waterstones, like take your pick or like U.S. Because is it out in the U.S. yet? Yeah, I think you can buy it in the U.S. Yeah, you can. Yeah. And you can buy it in Australia and other
2: territories as well. And for those of you who haven't heard us banging on about it, it's an essential guide to infertility. So it covers Mm -hmm. the whole gamut of experiences you go through when you are trying for babies and trying failing. Yeah. 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 What else, Emma?
3: um well who are we speaking to today Gabs
2: well we are speaking to the amazing Amy Davies
3: who is a
2: interior designer
3: yeah and so basically um she has appeared on interior design masters which I finally got around to watching a couple of weeks ago um because I loved the last couple of series Mm -hmm. and I just didn't like I just didn't manage to watch it like while it was on for reasons that are too boring to explain. But I finally got around to watching it. And when Amy was talking about her infertility, I shed a tear. Not only have you got a delicious slice of Amy Davies,
2: you've also got a, uh, what we call, we call this, a mousse bouche of wagon. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so basically what happened last week was that um, the the government announced its women's health strategy. It included a load of stuff um, mm. including basically that um, same-sex female couples no longer have to prove their infertility by paying for between 6 and 12 rounds of IUI. So yeah. they will get automatically, mm, I say they will, the details are very unclear at the moment, but the idea is that they automatically get however many funded IUI cycles, I think it was six funded IUI cycles before yeah. they can then move on to be referred for IVF. That yeah. is a huge, huge thing. And Wegan, Whitney and Megan um, are two kind of gorgeous influencers who have really fought for this. This They took yeah. this to court. They launched um, a campaign and yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, and so they you know they've got this they've had had a huge part in this so we managed to speak to them on the day that this was announced by coincidence (laughs) and and they literally were I would say fizzing yes they were they were very very excited which was great yeah yeah Um, so we should
2: we should probably add that um single women were not included in this so the that they are still kind of um affected by that unfair thing of having to prove that they're infertile as single women before they can get funded IVF from the NHS which yeah. a lot of people have kind of flagged what we've been talking about I just wanted to say it there as well in recognition because that is a, still a
3: shitter for those guys that's interesting someone messaged us to say step parents are included so um until recently well until now currently um if you have a step child Mm. And your partner, so your partner has a child, then you are not allowed funded NHS IVF. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really good, exciting stuff, but I think we really just need to wait and see. There's a lot of work to do, I think, in terms of um, proper, proper
2: equality for people. But um, yeah. but I think it's, and it's
3: good. I think no one's quite clear about whether it's, you know, CCGs are going to be able to kind of pick and choose or whether they will have to offer this stuff, so that's the interesting thing um okay what else is there um professor tim is back again today he sure is um he is talking about hair dye yes
2: hair dye oh my god that is one that i definitely avoided
3: Mm -hmm. um and i think i think that's it right yeah yeah um yeah. Okay. That's it. That's yeah. That's enough. <laughs> that's enough. That's enough. Dollars. So if you want to get in touch with us, obviously, you can um, reach us on Instagram. At Big Fat Negative. You can reach us on Twitter. At Big Fat Negative. You can email us. BigFatNegativePodcast at gmail.com um, You can buy us a coffee.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't want to buy the book or kind of feels like they might want to still do something to say thanks there's a we've um got a it's called
3: ko-fi ko-fi well yeah i mean i pronounce in a west country accent ko-fi <laughs> um i just but it's it's yeah, you you basically can just buy us like send us some, some money for the cost of yeah the coffee, so you so can chuck us
2: the price of a of a flat white um yeah giving us a coffee yeah Yeah. it's and and if you're looking for that it's on our instagram link it's probably the quickest way to find it in our bio on instagram yeah um
3: yes um we'd also love it if you could today just go and write a little review especially if you're listening on apple podcasts um, it really helps other people to find the podcast, and if a lot of you go and do it on the same day, Ooh. then it really like gives the show a boost. Oh my god, so we really, be love it! Should yeah, we do it now? Come just... on, guys, let's do it now. Yeah. Why don't we all just do it now? Yeah. Stop what you're doing. We'll keep listening. Just, just um, even if you're just like five stars, good podcast, that's fine. <laughs> just be it's, brief, fine. it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just like. <laughs>
2: anything would be really, really oh helpful. man that would be so nice yes thank you very mm-hmm. much to those of you who are doing that right now much obliged absolutely
3: what we'll do is we'll obviously we'll play um the wagon interview really quickly then it'll go to me and gabby having a chat and then we'll do uh, the main event amy Indeed. and then you'll hear professor tim it's basically a magazine show today it is it's huge, <laughs> it's, like it's, huge. <laughs> it's like this morning
2: <laughs> all right, Let's um, get on with it then, <laughs> then are not we yeah, back to the studio.
3: We are talking to Whitney and Megan, aka Wagon, AKA, the women who have achieved a huge thing this week.
2: The women what changed the world.
3: <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> <laughs> I'm
4: um, Guys, do you wanna kind of explain what's happened?
2: Yeah, take it away.
4: I mean, hard to succinctly put this but basically we're wife and wife and we've been campaigning for fertility equality for a couple of years which firstly included a petition secondly included legal action and basically a lot of media awareness and then um, today the government have announced um, the woman's health strategy which has a lot of lovely stuff in it but one of the points that we're super excited about is that they are removing the barriers for same-sex female couples to be able to create a family which is absolutely amazing they are removing the fact that we were made to prove that we're infertile before the um, nhs would help us so uh, essentially what that means is they are going to actually give same-sex female couples um fertility treatments so yeah. we they said they're going to do six rounds of artificial insemination, and if it doesn't work, then IVF. So that's very, very exciting. Which is
0: amazing, because the old policy was you used to
4: have to self-fund six to
0: 12 rounds of IUI, which can range anywhere from 25 to 50k before you are um, eligible to have one free round of IVF. Depending and on, obviously, the postcode lottery, lottery. as well, which one. is another...
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, God. God. Yeah. 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 oh my God. Um, so, so what you're saying is that now, same-sex couples can have the same treat the same treatment as as heterosexual couples, but without having to pay fifty grand potentially. First.
4: Exactly. Yes, the tax tax. yes. The gay tax has been removed.
2: The gay tax has been removed. I mean, that's fucking transformative.
4: It, it is because it was really putting people, you know, it was an unfair financial burden. So regardless of not whether you can or cannot afford it, it's still an unfair financial burden that shouldn't be placed on the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Um whether it was done on purpose or not, we don't know because obviously, you know, we can get married, great, but they're like, but you shouldn't have children. So yeah. now they're saying actually yes, you should have children too, which is lovely. It's
0: just a massive step for just equality in general, equality for all. Um I feel like we've kind of come out of the dark ages. Um in kind of twenty twenty two. Yeah. Taken a, a, exactly yeah <laughs> it's amazing but there are some kind of questions
3: still right
4: yes there's I mean yes. there's lots of still questions around it um one was timeline and you've told us that hopefully it's April 2023 <laughs> which is quicker than we thought it yeah. could be um secondly it's you know will it actually be law or is this just going to be a recommendation what's going to really be implemented here because mm-hmm. is it going to be sort of the same as the nice guidelines where they recommend but each CCG or I don't know if they're all called IHBs HBs now um, obviously oh, do their right. own thing essentially
2: yeah.
4: um, and also even with that like you know what happens to people who have already been paying for private treatments yeah. will they get refunded will they get mm. their treatment for free what happens there um, and have they changed their age as well which
0: yeah. is another interesting one because the NICE guidelines say 40 I believe but each right. area CCG
4: has their own. Yeah, um, And ours is thirty five. Thirty five. And so, I'm thirty five. I turned cool. thirty five in May. So cool, 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 cool. Um, when we took our legal action, we knew I was going to get essentially too old for it to even apply to us. So it wasn't about us anyway. But um, yeah. yeah, now this is coming in place. I might like, presume it doesn't apply to us anyway because I'm old. <laughs> oh,
3: save <babes>, stone.
4: <don't>.
3: Yeah, <laughs> thirty five um, is but a spring chicken. I agree.
4: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> even forty, forty five people. If- People are having children like that. They, they are. It's not and the same. You know, I, get, I get asked a lot if I'm Whitney's mother. She does.
2: That's a true story. Not, yes. Not ridiculous. Listen, before you go, um, how did you find the news? How did you find out? Just talk us through that moment in your household.
0: Um, well funny story Megan was actually getting acupuncture for fertility um, <laughs> and we got an email that came in and I was trying not to stress Megan out so but I was absolutely buzzing with adrenaline and d- just could not cope so I kind of had to flash so her like, the phone. showed me
4: the email and I was like you know your brain is like what is she showing me I'm really confused what does this mean is this what I think it means and then I was like try not to like panic and not be obviously rude to the acupuncturist either. And I just wanted to, like, obviously leave the room and be like, oh, my God, and scream. But I had to lie there for 20 minutes in silence. <laughs> <laughs> I had to leave. I had to And I home. sent Whitney home. She was sat with me <laughs> and I said, I think you need to go home because we can't cope. we sat here in silence right now. <laughs> we need to cope. And then when I get home, so then as I'm walking home, I'm, like, reading it and I'm like, oh, my God. And then I get home. And I actually read, because um, we've been forwarded the email um, by a journalist, actually, who found out first. And um, yeah, then I screamed when I read the paragraph. Because I was like, what does this mean? Like, what are they saying? Because I was really confused. And our lawyers put it into yeah. terms that we would And our sent the email. But it was the most
0: amazing feeling. of So many emotions in one. You know, we wanted to laugh. We wanted to cry. Not laugh, but we wanted to cry. We were, we were you know, happy tears. Yeah. Um, just such, it was just such an emotional journey for two years. And to know mm. that you know all the campaigning we did and and the help that we had from people along the way that it's actually Mm. paid off and when people Mm. speak up and do something about it you know change can happen and you know people shouldn't be afraid to kind of fight for what's right because if no one for instance fought for gay rights i wouldn't be able to marry megan you know like Mm -hmm. just these little things can have such a massive impact
3: guys congratulations i hope you are cracking open the champagne tonight
0: Thank you. Thank you so need much. To get some. I know. I'm get so some. flustered today. Nice. So I'm probably coming out with all the wrong things.
4: But go to the
2: shops now. Just yeah, can't eat Go even. buy it. <laughs> well, we
4: about four or five hours sleep because yesterday we're like, right, we better film and, and do content. She's so going to have to go live tomorrow. And then, so in the heat wave of like 40 degrees, we're putting on makeup. We not makeup. And sweating. It was just like a whirlwind. Doing a confetti cannon, which uh, Whitney managed to put completely in her face. And we took the photo. So you get that one shot. And just then like we were this. like, so, but it was still quite amusing. Mate,
3: I mean, one. I love the fact that you had a confetti cannon just lying around. <laughs> it's
4: literally been running around for years. The <laughs> and, I
0: just, and then suddenly I was like,
4: Megan oh, my said God. we have
0: one chance to get it. Do not ruin this. And then I ruined it. it oh, so I great. love this. You
2: know? Well, I've seen the photos and I, th- I think they look great. So, <laughs> Thank you. you. Know. Thank you
0: so much.
3: Uh, mate, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good. I'm good.
2: I'm not bad. Um i am um, supposed to be hungover but i'm not because <laughs> i got the train to my friend's 40th last night right and on the train was a very drunk woman who decided to start not one but two brawls Ooh. and uh, <laughs> my train was so badly delayed that i think what because I, of her I, yeah We were stuck, I was stuck outside, anyone who knows um, East Kent, I was stuck outside (laughs) Broadstairs station on this train for over an hour.
3: Oh my God. Are you in the same carriage?
2: No, no, the the action was further up, which I'm really grateful for because it did sound very dramatic and very shouty, screeny Yeah, it was mad. And um, so, yeah, but I was in a carriage With a great bunch of people, there was a a bunch of ladies who were on their way to a eighties party in um, Dreamland in Margate. Big shout out to those ladies if they're listening. (laughs) They kept (laughs) me going. They were amazing. They were like, "Come on, go to your get to your party." Um, (laughs) But yeah, and it was just one of those nights. I was like, "Oh my god, what is happening?" But I'm actually obviously now sitting here very grateful because it diminished my wine drinking abilities by I would say a good fifty percent.
3: Wow. And did you did you have a nice time at the party?
2: I did have a nice time at the party. Yeah, it was oh, good. It was nice. Um, and we did a lot of talking about periods. Interestingly, oh, um, well, that, which was that quite was. good. But there was there was talk of moon cups. Uh, uh. remember those?
3: Yeah, I do I remember like, those. I kind of yeah. they're a bit out of fashion now, aren't
2: they? Are they out of fashion? I suppose period pants are in fashion, aren't they? Mm, yeah, There they was are. also talk of period pants. Yeah, um,
3: um, you. I remember your moon cup experience.
2: Yeah, for those of you who haven't listened to the back catalogue. Um, I had a moon cup get stock, yeah. which was, I'm going to say borderline traumatic, <laughs> but, um, anyway, I, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not going to go there again though, because I do think it's bad that we waste so many tampons anyway. <laughs> um, and yeah, what else is going on in my brain is that, um, I think it's quite amusing how, uh, I don't have sex that often. Right. Cause I'm not trying for a baby at the moment. So I'm, I'm on the kind of normal schedule of very married, not very often sex (laughs) but I happened to have sex recently actually like bang on ovulation and there's just still a huge part of my brain that is like yeah but what if you're
3: pregnant mate that was a perfectly
2: timed shag well done what what if you're pregnant I'm like I'm not even trying to get pregnant brain stop it stop it and then the other part of me is like maybe this is what you know when everyone goes if you stop stop thinking about it it'll happen maybe that's what this this is maybe although now I'm obviously thinking about it a lot and arguing with myself about it yeah
3: well you are you guys are cursed with subfertility, aren't you rather than like infertility like you know there's some sperm there there is some sperm there yeah there is and, like and they did keep going oh oh yeah you could try a little bit longer. they told us that it could happen
2: naturally a number of times yeah, yeah. but it, it yeah. never did Not no of course trying
3: it was. No. um so, so but then i imagine there's still a little voice that's like oh, could i yeah, yeah it's the yeah, voice exactly. of that doctor
2: yeah 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 quite a big voice i can see mm-hmm. the doctor now going oh you know it could happen blah blah blah, doing the little doodle Ram yeah. <laughs> jay rams doing his doodle of the yeah. amount of sperm that were there anyway um it's just quite funny isn't it it's like fucking hell i'm not even I'm not even in that space but here i am you know thinking
3: maybe maybe Wait, i still get it i still get it and i'm yeah. literally like barren <laughs> you're not barren <laughs> No, that's not the word oh, dear. but i'm like a sterile what's the, word? Uh, what's the word i would
2: say to describe you, you uh, like, like you're um squeezed
3: <laughs> I'm non-functioning like you're not it's too narrow you're too squeezed yeah I'm too squeezed I'm, it, I'm mechanically unable
2: yeah yeah um until the part but, of your brain wakes up and goes yeah but what if
3: yeah yeah exactly it's really but nice. anyway
2: um I'll, I'll shut up now because that's not really news is it? that's the biggest non-story of it anyway I mean, what about hey. you what's going on
3: well ladies and gentlemen I, I wish to report a miracle um my period came on time during uh, an IVF cycle oh my god what the fuck no that's not happened in recorded history no it literally hasn't here it is bang on time um or is it because uh, I like that whole thing of what is what is the first day of my cycle is has always been an issue for me right because I've always been a spotty one I've I've always done spotting yeah she's a spotter and like I've got to say, and I, you know, this is like so unproven. But since having COVID, like the first time, and and also the jabs, my cycle has been a bit haywire, mm-hmm. um, which is frustrating. And and what by haywire I don't mean, you know, it's it comes late. It's actually been bang on time like every month for like the last two years. Yeah, but it's just a bit like it'll like be really, really, really light for the first few days and then insanely heavy or like, or it'll start insanely heavy. There's no like pattern of bleeding.
2: Right, okay. That's Um, annoying.
3: It's really annoying. So I've been spotting for the last few days and I know that what they say is it's got to be fresh, like heavy, fresh blood, right? Yeah, I wouldn't count spotting. Yeah, but this is like heavy spotting. So it's like, it's more, I love that I'm broadcasting about this. It's more watery than like, like, you know proper period blood Mm -hmm. but it's like bright red and like there's a lot of it so is that cycle day one and also so what happens if I start taking oestrogen too early and what happens if I start taking it too late like could that have an organ effect I don't know because so have you started well I'm bleeding have you started taking oestrogen no I think I might start tomorrow because I've now been spotting for three days okay
2: so that's a good question if only we had Professor
3: him on tap yeah I know what well, I, I was gonna like message you and be like can we just send him a little supplementary question <laughs> but I just feel like what I actually need is a full-on conversation with him where I can be like yeah but what about if this happens mm-hmm. do you know what I mean
2: yeah no you just need his whatsapp So you can just be like, fling him the occasional question rather than having to know in advance. Because you don't know what questions you're going to have once you've started the cycle either.
3: No, and we submit all our questions to him at the beginning of the series. Yeah, so we're Um, fucked in that case. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This is basically why I started this podcast, to happen on Snark.
2: I reckon um, I can slide into his DMs.
3: Yeah, do you reckon I should be like, yeah, man, I reckon you should. Let's talk about spotting. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. Oh, I don't know. like. I'm just I I would I I would love it if the clinic had gone right. Here is exactly what cycle day 1 looks like. Here yeah. is like here is the consistency, a like long description of the consistency of the type of blood that you should be having.
0: Mm. And
3: I know it's different for everyone, but like maybe if I could have had a conversation with the um consultant, she would have to- like told me maybe if she had asked me about my period like when we first went to see um louie our acupuncturist yeah one of the first things she did was like really discuss my period with me yeah yeah she does like it feels very like holistic Mm. feels like and you know i've talked about this before but it was on the first times i really felt listened to and like someone was listening to my like real anxieties
2: but there is there's a huge difference and it is it it does all tell a story right yeah i feel like we should get maisie hill on the period yeah power. amazing yeah woman.
3: maybe she'd she tell us what cycle she day could day, set us then.
2: straight she could set you straight right now probably
3: yeah she would be killed.
2: dm her as well yeah. <laughs> okay, and it's to birthday into,
3: into, my fucking period <laughs> it's just, slide into but the
2: her thing, dm's too
3: the thing is that going into the cycle i've been like i'm just gonna be so chilled about it like i'm a little bit hungover today because i drank too much last night and that's <gasps> like how chilled i'm being about this cycle yeah i mean you um, are quite chilled yeah I'm trying but this really is confusing
2: because this is like a question that you actually need answering really
3: yeah but I used to stay up till 3 a.m googling it and I yeah. guess what I was doing at three o'clock this morning fucking googling mm, it I mean, like I've written a book about this now I should know mm. better why am I googling this stuff and also fyi the google search results really haven't changed like there's mm. the, still the same forum posts mm. from like 2016 yeah, someone needs to fix that But then there's some questions that don't what get answered oh, you know? <laughs> addresses these questions
2: That's what we're trying to do We're trying to do it, man We're trying really hard But all of the the, the, the gamut of questions Is so big and wide It's impossible yeah. to catch them all
3: Anyway, I'm just like frustrated with myself for Feeling frustrated about the same thing I used to feel frustrated about yeah. When I've decided I'm not going to get frustrated about this stuff It's very frustrating <laughs>
2: From frustrated Emma. Frustrated in Whitstable.
3: Yeah, frustrated, comma, Whitstable. Um <laughs> So yes, that's, that's okay. my situation. Nice. Well, thanks serious. for letting us know. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you know when I start my period next week.
2: Or when you hear back from Tim or, or Maisie Hill. <laughs>
3: <Yeah, okay. laughs> I'll be like, I'm doing this because journalism. Yes, of course. Yeah. Of course, yes. no
2: personal reasons whatsoever. No.
5: To get started visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at
1: uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Only at Sleep Number stores or (laughs) SleepNumber.com.
2: Amy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for asking me to be on it. No, we're, we're, we're honoured to have you. I'm kind of fangirling. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. <laughs> people will probably know you from your kind of beautiful prints on Interior Design Masters. Um, and we'll talk a bit about that in a later. But you caught my attention and everyone else's when you revealed that you applied to the show because you've been suffering from infertility. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to start with Amy. Tell us about your journey.
6: Oh gosh, um, how long do you have? <laughs> as <laughs> long like, as you want, honey. Two hours special. <laughs> um, oh goodness. Well, I first fell pregnant. Actually, to start off both my husband and I had been trying um, to conceive and actually we fell pregnant quite quickly. It only took us about six months with the mm. first one. So that was kind of the summer of 2017. And then I first fell pregnant in the uh, January of 2018. Um, everything was going fine with that pregnancy up until about 10 and a half weeks. Um, and then I noticed a bit of uh, bleeding that made me think that there was something wrong so I went to my hospital that I was registered at which was Chelsea and Westminster at the time to their mm-hmm. kind of early pregnancy department and um, they scanned me and they said that it hadn't grown so there was no heartbeat shown, which obviously it should by mm-hmm. that point point. Um, and uh, basically they thought that I was losing it but you come back the week after obviously to do a second scan to make sure Mm -hmm. that. even though they know I think they just probably do it to make you feel better (laughs) so we came back the next week uh there had been no growth and so that first one was just um offered um whether I wanted like a DNC or whether I wanted just to manage it at home so I took the um at home management uh which was obviously just the pessaries um Mm. and that's I mean it's different for everyone I did not enjoy it at all I thought it was quite Mm, painful and then I think most people um, don't. Yeah, I think so. Do you know when you get these medical manuals and they're like, manage it at home with paracetamol. And it's like, mm. I was like the exorcist. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> I, like, I, I mean.
4: Felt awful. I felt awful. It's, so it's funny because
3: people say, oh, it'll be like a heavy period. And then yeah. from what we've heard, that is not usually the not. case. No, I'm
6: I'm I'm quite comforted in a strange way just to know that because um, I feel like I've got a really good pain threshold. Yeah, <laughs> and then that came along, and I was like, "Sweet baby Jesus, this is hell! It's just it's hell oh on God. wheels." God, it was bad. So then, anyway, um, that was the first one. I went back a week later. It hadn't gone. Uh, all the pregnancy had not been removed, and so <sighs> um, I took more pills
0: oh uh, to try I and agree.
6: get rid of the. This this is only, this is just the beginning. Um, Yeah, so that was the first one. Anyway, it went eventually. um, And then I managed to get pregnant again that summer. Um so you'll see a common theme that is that is not the getting pregnant that is my problem it's the mm-hmm. keeping them in there so the first the second one the second pregnancy came in about June of 2018 and then I lost that one quite quickly Um the bleeding started quicker and then it got rid of itself basically so I didn't have to go back to the hospital I went for scans but then uh, not back to the hospital for that mm-hmm. one uh, that one mm-hmm. went and then I had probably about the next year I don't think if I'll Oh, I fell pregnant once the next year in the October so it was about a year and a half until we got pregnant again so there okay. is some element of infertility I guess because it's longer yeah. periods of time and yeah. um, I should say I'm 39 now as well so maybe that I guess my reserves are good but you just never know as you maybe get a bit older mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that third one kind of came and went pretty quickly as well. Um, just the same as the second and after after I had oh actually after I had the second one we went for tests and they identified that I had a bit of a niche uh blood clotting disorder called pi one um I don't know if you've heard of it before
3: well we did look it up oh you did
6: Um... (laughs) did you find anything helpful
3: no (laughs) No. no. Um, it's like
6: medical jargon. It's like, what good is this for me as a human? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got a super cute name. I know, right? one yeah. <laughs> or Do. And then there's different, I guess there's different variants as well. So um, I don't think mine was a great one. <laughs> how How
3: did you, like, what were the tests that showed that? And what, how did your doctors know to test for that?
6: Um, so basically, I went to the NHS and they wouldn't do anything until I'd had three or four. Oh. Um so um, my husband actually had someone that he knew from his previous work that had had tests done and she recommended a specialist um, called Raj Rai who does parts oh, that's and Mary's. Yes, that's a Mary's, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we booked an appointment with him and we did tests through him. So he just, we hadn't had any before. So it was kind of like the basic lot plus extras if you go private. So right. we did have mm-hmm. to throw a bit of money at it Um but then kind of eventually got those that information back. Everything else looked pretty much okay, um, mm. apart from that. Um I've got a bit of PCO as well. I don't know if it's they don't call it PCOS if you don't have the other uh symptoms, I think. So yes, yeah, so I have cysts in my ovaries, but they're not I don't I don't have the other symptoms basically that yeah. would make it syndrome. Um okay. but apart from that it was kind of um just Fine at that
2: point. And what do they just for our listeners? What does um and for me who hasn't read up about Pi one, um mm. what how does that impact you?
6: Um, so Pi one um, minus homozygous four G over four G, which I guess is just another fancy um bit of terminology for like the variant that it is. So it's mm. basically just a clotting disorder, um that I think um means that you can't sustain the pregnancy because there's not enough correct blood flow to the placenta okay from what I understand um and so when I do get pregnant I also inject with blood thinners every day in order to try and keep it and at least combat that aspect but right. again they say you know this could be a factor or this might not be a factor so it's always quite like vague I'm sure you've felt that through um, yeah. meeting any doctors they just mm. they say it could be this or it might not be this or, yeah so there's it's never anything concrete yeah. yeah um yeah so that so I got diagnosed with that and then I lost the third one uh in that October I actually quit my job because I thought maybe that had something to do with it because mm. it was just I worked in fashion and it was hellish so I thought mm. I'm gonna just quit this job and then I fell pregnant straight away which is probably was maybe what was preventing me from you know the stress of it was maybe stopping me mm-hmm. from getting pregnant but it certainly didn't um help with keeping them Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. And then twenty twenty, um, we kind of just before the pandemic. Was that twenty twenty? God, it's so yeah, long, tr- isn't it? 19,
2: yeah, early twenty
6: twenty yeah. maybe. So into twenty twenty, um, my husband and I decided we would try and go along the route of IVF because um in my borough it's uh, I live in Richmond as you know, under Richmond Council and yeah. you have to be thirty eight by the time you start your IVF and you only have one free cycle basically. Um so which is crazy because you could live in the next street in another borough and then be like Yeah in your forties and have more, I don't know, London yeah, madness. Not
2: <laughs> not fair at all.
6: And so we started doing the test early twenty twenty, um, and they identified that I had adenomyosis Is that how you say it?
4: Uh-huh. Yeah.
6: So um it's essentially that like endometriosis, but it grows within your lining rather than out with your uterus I think that's right mm-hmm. is it? um so I've got adenomyosis although I'd, I've had further investigations and I don't think it's bad enough that it's causing um that it's not allowing implantation if that makes yeah. sense right. um so then 2020 kind of came and went I didn't fall pregnant at all and then I fell pregnant again at the beginning of uh maybe in like February of uh 2021 and then I lost that one really quickly I think I was pregnant for like a week and then it just went um Mm. and then I just thought I'm not doing this anymore (laughs) Mm. this is literally enough that's four Uh, four in total yeah four four in total yeah four in total um and so I just thought I'm not doing this anymore like I'm not going to be um my ovaries cannot be in charge of my destiny um Mm. for any more of this year um and I think you do I mean you do lose yourself because it's kind of the all you think about a lot of the time it impacts your friendships your relationships your you're kind of yeah. Your every week your career, the, yeah. I think that's it. It's, and also, do you know? I think the most like profound thing I've come to realize is that I I just you can't escape it. No.
3: Mm.
6: So you wake up every morning, and I just felt like, oh, not you again. Do you know what I mean? Because mm, you just see yeah. yourself, and you think, oh, bloody hell, it's still you. <laughs> like you're oh. not a different, you're not a different person, and you can't fix it. And and I just thought, I don't want to feel like this anymore. And so that's. Primarily, what made me um, apply to be on the show because I just thought I just need to. I didn't want to know when my cycle was happening. I didn't want to time it within a, a day or and then be like doing ovulation sticks and doing pregnancy tests like twenty a month or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I always get I always get really. Um, like acute pregnancy feelings when it's worked like I I almost don't need to take a test and know when it's been like a successful month yeah they just seem to be really um extreme I don't know why um so I can kind of always tell um and then obviously you when you feel them going you know that it's also going I think that's a bit of a tough thing so then um yeah, so then that was the that was the fourth one, and then that was why I um, went on the show, and then we've just done uh, a round of IVF. Um, okay. So that has not worked as well. So, um, oh, Amy, yeah, it's, do you know what? I want to say it's such a good place of it now because I just think like you can only try so much, and you can mm. only put yourself through so much. And I'll continue to do the IVF until someone tells me you're not a person that can get pregnant. And I don't know whether they yeah. just. Don't tell you that because they don't want to have to tell you, <laughs> or whether um it's just. Uh, but I mean, I'm in a good place. I'll just keep trying and and having done that last year and, and kind of putting myself first and rediscovering myself as completely cheesy as that sounds. I've mm. almost like I've, I'm at peace with where I'm at on that journey. I don't feel like I don't feel like it's out of control, and I don't feel like. Um, mm.
4: Yeah, okay, I don't know.
3: Can, can we dissect how you how you've reached that because I think almost everyone who's <laughs> listening will want to know. Oh gosh. <laughs> we okay. want some tips.
4: <laughs>
6: um oh, I don't even know. I I think it has been in the last in the last year. I think also what it helps is my sister has four kids. and my husband's sister has four kids so we don't actually want for any little genetic people that are like us because we've got a ton you know and I think um I've I've come to the realization as well of probably getting to I'm 40 this year and I feel like I I don't I've just I've not really been a woman who's desperate for a baby I know that maybe sounds
3: no because I'm the same
6: yeah do you know what I mean I'm not I'm not desperate I wouldn't do anything do you know what I mean I I have and I maybe would have felt that a few years ago I maybe would have been absolutely in that mindset but now Mm. I just feel gosh I've got like a lot of bloody good stuff like I'm not I've got a great husband I've got a lovely like marriage and a great friendship with him and I just feel like do you know what if it doesn't happen like I'll just go on holiday more or, you know, I'll I'll buy those Prada shoes that I've been eyeing up. You know, not that that's a replacement, but it's also just, I think it's just stopping and like appreciating all the other, sometimes you get so caught up in stuff Mm, that by the end of it, you don't even know, you don't, you you don't check in with yourself to make sure it's still what you want. And it's still, you're absolutely on that journey for the correct reasons. I think think that's important.
3: Do you feel like going on the ch- on the show helped to kind of change your mindset?
6: Oh, I think, yeah, I think going on the show really did change my mindset because it was the first thing I'd done for myself pretty much. Um, mm-hmm. Like maybe ever, that sounds really like <laughs> pathetic and I don't mean it in that way. I'm just, I'm quite a people pleaser and I'm quite... Um, yeah they would always describe me on the show as not meek, but they would always say I'm placid. Like I was kind of like a placid pony. Do you know what I mean? And I thought, oh God, I oh am oh great. <laughs> and then, and it made me also think, God, is that, is that I actually who I am now? Like have I lost that little um, feistiness? And I really had like part, it was only that reflection yeah. that allowed me to really notice what had gone. Like I didn't, if someone had stopped me and said, you know, are you doing okay? I'd have been like, yeah, absolutely. But now looking back, it's only kind of with that time that it's allowed me to kind of like, oh God, like I really was in a bad place. I was really struggling, but you just kind of sweep it under the carpet in order to just keep going on your journey, don't you?
2: Mm-hmm. So, it's incredible that you kind of you kind of awaken that passion almost again because, as as you say, you kind of go into you, it's almost like you know you're not you're not advancing in any the way that you want to advance. You kind of mm-hmm. go into like they're stuck and so like being able to kind of pull you out almost by finding this this thing that you love doing and like going on the show which must have been such an incredible exciting experience yeah you know it takes you away and it does sound like you know you you do sound like you're in so much a better place now
6: yeah and I think also it it took me I think it maybe took me to go on the show because it took me physically away so I was away every other week for four months Mm. um filming somewhere else in the country so so even if it was a good time of the month to you know I was ovulating or whatever I wasn't home anyway you know I was in a premier Mm. lodge in Birmingham or whatever you know so there there was nobody you know so you're not even even if you think you might try that month and to be honest I didn't really want to uh because I can fall pregnant I didn't want us to really be trying over that time because what if I did fall pregnant and then I lost another one and then I just didn't want it to kind of like cloud what I was trying to achieve for myself, which was kind mm. of get myself back. Fair enough. So, but, um, but yeah, I think I've I've got to that point from, I've seen at the beginning of last year, actually after the fourth one, I just started to throw money at the problem, mm. <laughs> which I'm sure a lot of people do. And you just find mm-hmm. any expert that will fit you in and then you go and pay your 250 quid or whatever. And then you get them to tell you what they think might be wrong with you, yeah. um, which is always like, I mean... I've got really really bad allergies so I think one doctor thinks that my body rejects the pregnancy because it thinks it's like a foreign body yeah Yeah. and then another one that my natural color cells I did tests on them and they're really high uh, and so I've had drips to kind of bring them back to a normal level but then the other doctors don't believe in that so you just you end up seeing so many
2: so confusing isn't
4: it
6: Yeah, because you see so many really intelligent people who've written books and do seminars and who you know everyone listens to but they don't all think the same <laughs> so mm. it's just hard to know and no one's trying to like brainwash you into their way of thinking but they're just saying you know this is the evidence i have and it's like okay because the guy around the corner says he's got different evidence yeah <laughs> so you're kind of just at the mercy of what they tell you a little bit
2: absolutely and how um if you don't mind me asking how did your rounds mm. go like do you have embryos in the freezer that you're thinking about popping yeah in?
6: the um the kind of unfortunate thing with the first with that first round it was a really good fresh embryo um Mm -hmm. so it was kind of like a 4AA I think it's caught is that right Mm -hmm. 4AA yes yes it was a good it was a good fresh one and we've got no other problems like my husband's fine my my egg reserves are fine so from that point of view it seems like I think I was hopeful I mean you're always the percentages get less each time so I think I was probably like three percent hopeful that it would work okay. and i could feel it i could feel really strong symptoms at the beginning but then uh, probably for about a week and a half and then it just dropped off so mm. um so we've got two more frozen. we've got two three bb's in the freezer um, and then so we've got one frozen round which um is either going to be next month I think or August because you have to have one you know like one cycle break
2: yeah
6: Um. so we've got those those one we've got one more I think with NHS and then I don't know how it works like do you take your frozen embryo somewhere else <laughs> if the NHS don't pay for it or yeah I literally well, yeah. don't know you can do
3: that or you do it at the same clinic and you just pay yeah
6: yeah, okay, that makes sense. I don't really want to be walking about with those little um, like DJ boxes. <laughs> it's quite look it? <laughs> Yeah, looking for a clinic, so we've definitely got the next one. But also, I'm um, I'm kind of um, they said at the last because they measure, you know how they measure your lining like every other day. Um yeah. So my lining dropped actually. So this, so this specialist thinks there might be an issue with the lining. Mm. Um, <laughs> so it's just basically a whole big. Um, clusterfuck of like (laughs) issues basically so I've just I mean what can you do like I I would like to be in a little dark hole crying every day and I have been um but you know you need to like we there's there is more to life I think that's what I've seen recently
3: yeah and it's so hard to to realize that
6: yeah I think I don't think I did
3: I, I don't think I did realize that oh, when you're in that place and you just get d- yeah. deeper and deeper and deeper into it so I'm massive admiration for you for managing to pull yourself out oh,
6: thanks I mean it's been like almost five years of but it just but then you think gosh five years I've spent you know it is important and we still do want to start a, a family like that is still one of my priorities but it's not but it's now not the be all and end all and I think it's probably just taking me that long to kind of get there
2: mm-hmm it's like a flotation device that you've got now isn't it something that's going to keep you afloat because you've got yeah. something else to get out of bed for
6: yeah exactly you know. exactly
2: absolutely and did you um did you talk to people on the show about it before you like did you did you go into it thinking I'm going to say this on the show I'm going Not to reveal to the world what I've been going through or did it come to yeah. you halfway through or
6: yeah, not at all. I think I think it was probably around um, episode five, which was the Shepherd's Huts, and I felt like I was getting myself back. And it okay. was kind of like and happening in real time, obviously, because I was kind of just <laughs> realising that I was gone to start with and that now I was coming back to how I was. And I think, I think loads of people might have noticed it before. And I think you withdraw from a lot of things. I withdrew from, like, going anywhere or... Um, seeing friends because it becomes too painful because one after what you know one after the next they all get pregnant and then yeah. they get pregnant with their second and then they get pregnant mm-hmm. with the third or whatever and you're still it's like groundhog day so I think mm-hmm. it was literally by episode five in the show that I felt like oh I'm, I'm coming back and then that was kind mm-hmm. of when I realized I had, go, I had been, I'd gone so I think when I shared with the producers that um that was part of my story it wasn't till much later on so we didn't actually discuss it until maybe episode five or six um not that I'm not happy to chat about it but just it didn't it definitely wasn't my intention but um I think it's good to be open and I think it's amazing the fact that you have this podcast and you have experts and you know different guests on that can kind of share their stories because I think I didn't really have access or maybe Mm. wasn't looking for that in 2018 but if I'd if I'd known that it that miscarriage itself was a possibility I don't think I'd have been as shocked Mm. (laughs) I think you just I didn't have anyone around me that really had one yeah and I think probably since then it's gone people speak about it a lot more but um I think it's definitely been like you know a progressive thing so you was, do not
3: want to thank you the number of messages that we got though when you when you um appeared on the show talking about it was I, I just think people find it such a relief when it's just kind mm-hmm. of talked about in places that people don't expect it like people yeah. come to us to talk about infertility but mm-hmm. if you're watching interior design masters and suddenly someone's talking about that it yeah, yeah I think it's it's like a lovely surprise <laughs> when you're going glad through it I'm
6: it- glad I'm glad it actually came across like that because I think I was a bit worried, you know, because you do think, is this a platform to talk about it? Like, Mm. it's important to me and it's really shaped my journey and my reason Mm. for coming on the show. And I think that's probably why I did feel like I should share it because I wanted people to understand that, like, kind of the, I mean, the journey that I'd been on throughout was just it felt incredible, but it was so personal. It wasn't about my paint colors. It wasn't about mm. who liked what you know my scaffolding or whatever it was about mm. about the fact that I had no like no confidence when I started mm. and I think the miscarriages and being told there's all of these things wrong with you you just you doubt your physical ability as a human. <laughs> it's not even mm-hmm. about yeah. as a woman you know you just you d- you doubt that you're actually good at anything. Um, so the fact that people were glad that I shared it was it was it was like overwhelmingly lovely
2: I'm sure they must have been um what was the response like did you get a tsunami of Instagram messages
6: yeah I've I've actually I feel like I've still not gone through them all it sounds terrible but I'll go through maybe like I spent the first day because it was just you know overload um yeah. spent about nine hours on the first day just going and replying to everyone and then oh I realized God. I couldn't do that every day because they could come they could be the same amount tomorrow yeah. <laughs> so that's why I eventually just did a post on Instagram to say you know thank you to everyone who's messaged me and I'm like doing my best to respond um, but mm. like just to say because also I'm just like nobody that you know I'm not someone like I've just come into this it's not like I'm used to getting any of these messages so I didn't want people to think that I was ignoring them or <laughs> that I was yeah. a, bit of a dickhead you know I wasn't taking it <laughs> well, for granted it just takes a long time
2: <laughs> yeah it's a lot to take on because you know you you've nobody knew who you were before the show and yeah. then all of a sudden you've got that plus then you've got this additional layer of of revealing that about yourself it's it it's a lot well done <laughs>
6: Yeah. thank you i feel like it is important to just chat more we should all chat more we should, <laughs> we
2: should. that's what we are absolutely about <laughs> that's what you're here um, for <laughs> exactly um emma do you want to if was something you wanted to ask amy about um a certain um, yeah what man. is
3: alan Carr like
6: <laughs> <laughs> do you know what he's so lovely <laughs> he just seems so Honestly. sweet He's he's genuinely like you like he just when you're obviously backstage, he would talk he would talk to us all, like he would talk to the producers, he would talk to his okay. makeup artist or whoever, you know, he would everyone who's on set is just like a friend. And so when he mm. asks you things on the show, he's genuinely interested. Like why did you do mm-hmm. <laughs> why did you do that? And it comes across as like he's quizzing you, but actually when mm-hmm. the camera stopped he's like, Why have you done that? Like where did you get it done? Like I like this idea. <laughs> like he's mega chat. <laughs> he is mega chatty. He's, very <laughs> he's nice quite sarcastic
3: man. as well, though.
6: Oh, he's cheeky. Yeah, he's. We had a couple of like. It's it's hard because you you obviously film for like about ten hours in the day, um, yeah, and then gosh. interviews and stuff. And so you have you have so many visits from Alan over the period of time that you're in the in the actual episode. So you never know what's going to make it on there, um, yeah. and it's always just like the funniest or the best or whatever. But um, he's so oh. lovely. He's genuinely a really nice man. I got on him really nicely. I mean, you just said you were
3: filming for ten hours, but like it looks so incredibly stressful.
6: <laughs> yeah, it's not. I mean, I think it's the the beginnings like a shock when you go into that first episode. You're like, um, the hub is in Brighton, and I just drive from London, so it wasn't that far for me. But then, and I was thinking they'll keep that first episode local, and then they're like, they do announce that it, it's so all what you see is genuine. You know, we find out when. You know, there's not a lot of time, um, right. and they're like Manchester tomorrow, and you're like, what? <laughs> oh
1: <my God. laughs> I've got to drive
6: like five and a half hours tomorrow. I've got, oh you know, so God. I'm driving. Uh, so we're all to- we're all together at that time when there was all of us, and just it's mayhem. But it's yeah. it's the best, honestly, the best thing I've ever done. It was so much fun. Do they Aww. put you on a
3: bus, or do you have to make it that make your way there yourself? Oh no, you
6: drive. You get a van. Oh, you get a van. Great. yeah they give you one because I think during I think during Covid it was the best thing to give everyone vans and then you basically right. just transport yourself around so I think that worked for them the season before so they just said you're all getting vans here's, um, your, van. here's your van check google maps oh, that <laughs> and was then so you're all nervous and <laughs> so you and um,
2: I've been following you and Banjay's um, exploits on Instagram so you're still oh, friends I love him
6: Yes, we're still really good. I'm really good friends. I'm friends with all of them. They're all like really wonderful people. Actually, everyone's so different. um, And the way they kind of cast us in a way, we're all kind of such different people. But there's kind of that commonality of the fact that we're all probably a bit wild and just love design. So, but I'm really, I'm really close still with Banjo and Fran. Fran's in London as well. So I see her often. And then Banjo, I speak to, I speak to both of them probably like at least every other day maybe sometimes or oh. oh, every day
2: <laughs> brilliant well we live um near margate so i've been over to inspect your Hi. handiwork
6: Oh, charlie's oh god charlie's yeah. is a tough one <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> oh it was uh, a bit of an uphill struggle it's a lovely little place and the family are so incredible that own it um wow. but then and then paul and um, Bandra just got this wonderful big eerie restaurant with mm. character and beauty and then yeah like and no Amy in front
2: <laughs> it did seem a bit unfair
6: well you know i'm going to say that but yeah a little bit
2: <laughs> oh you did you did brilliantly well done thank you so much we it loved watching so it
3: um i mean there is a serious question here which is you know do you feel like what you've been through has influenced the way you design and your the way you create
6: mm, i think I'm, i think i'm probably a bit less precious but i think it just actually comes with age because okay. I think I'm like a Virgo, and so by nature I'm like horribly self-critical, and um, so <laughs> nobody can tell me I'm shitter than I already think no, I am. I <laughs> so yeah. I feel like that is fair enough. Um, but yeah, I think probably just getting a bit older, I'm less uh, I care less, and I'm and a bit more used to people critiquing me. Um, I never wanted mm-hmm. to share my work before because I was worried about what people thought. So I think and, and probably is influenced. Um, a bit by the decisions that I've made going through fertility as well that I just care less what people think (laughs) yeah good maybe that in itself brings a bit of confidence yeah
3: it's a good place to be especially when you're on a show that you're literally being judged
2: yeah
6: Yeah, all the time I used to be (laughs) because I I was full-time for for a long time in fashion and then I went freelance and then then you get used to get getting critiqued every day just by a different design house about how they want to change something or how and you just get used to not caring so much you get you know I don't okay. take anything yes, personally yeah so yeah so the show was kind of like if I got told off or they didn't like it I was like it's subjective so okay <laughs> what's your opinion yeah you um, can keep your opinion but sure <laughs> I'm gonna
2: uh, maybe end by asking you for a little bit of advice I think mm-hmm. um you know you've so sadly had four miscarriages and there are going to be people out there listening who it might happen to them too how what was your advice to kind of keep going when that happens did you have something that you would do afterwards to kind of help yourself get over it not that you can ever get over it but what was your kind of coping mechanism
6: um I don't know it's a hard one I think I think just allow yourself to this sounds silly but just to feel what you're feeling because I think mm-hmm. um with miscarriage that comes that you know you there's a lot of anger at the situation is anger at yourself for not being able to do it and there's kind of like it's small parts of like guilt like I felt guilty when I was having drinks because I hadn't had mm-hmm. drinks for three months you know there's all of these things that mm-hmm. but it's just to like allow yourself to feel that way and just to not get it sounds bad but not get too deep with it like don't get too Mm -hmm. deep within it because I think if you allow yourself to you have to remain positive and you have to keep that little spark in yourself you know to keep persevering and whether it's um what you're doing now or to find something new I think that really helps is to kind of give yourself a distraction um and I wrote quite a lot actually which I don't mm. my sister's a writer uh, and she writes beautifully and I could just I was just the one that could draw <laughs> so <laughs> she's like the super smart one but actually I, I, I wrote quite a lot and I felt like I wrote a letter to each miscarriage I don't think I've ever oh. told anyone this actually so it's um it's like exclusive but I did write and 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 it's funny it's it's bizarre actually looking back on that first one that I can I can feel that emotion Mm. and I can feel it was just I wrote a letter to it and the situation and then and then to fast forward to like the fourth one maybe there's you know there's in my head there's not much to put pen to paper too because it's kind of um you know you know less emotional now but I think it's just finding an outlet that works Mm. for you Mm-hmm. Mountain, outlet, whatever it is and it might be something you don't expect and what have you done with those letters they are well I've wrote a bit I've probably got about seven thousand words I wrote a bit of like I've written a bit um that I don't know what I'm gonna do with <laughs> I don't know what oh. I should do if anyone ever wants to see it or whether it's just me like with my scribblings <laughs> um but yeah I have got, I've I probably got about seven 000, eight thousand words of just like
4: wow.
6: and I almost I, I think I almost write it as like from um um a point of view of just looking back um mm. I don't even know how to articulate it because I'm not a writer but um it's kind of like a retrospective I guess is the best word yeah.
4: Yeah.
6: but and um. I look over it now and again and I actually look over it to just remind myself of how far I've come Mm
0: -hmm. in
6: a way because it's kind of I know that um I've evolved from that person that I was then and that I feel much stronger now and I think that's quite a good reminder actually it's
2: almost say like it's a nice thing to have but it is a nice thing to have
6: yeah and I think there's no harm in looking back to it and seeing how you were on that point and then but then also seeing now that you've now i'm now four or five years on and i've got here and i feel strong and Mm. to know that there is uh, that at the end of it is i think is really good oh amy i
3: think that's an amazing place to leave it and Mm. very inspirational actually thank you so much for coming on
2: well yeah amy thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure as a big interior design masters fan this is a good Uh moment for me Um, (laughs) but i think also for legions of women out there it's good to hear your story and and your your point point of view
6: Oh, thank you so much for having me on it. This is wonderful.
2: <laughs> now it's time for IVF. What the F? What the F? It's harder to sing that one,
3: wasn't it? Yeah, I wasn't going to sing it actually. I wasn't in yeah. a sing to me mood. Wow, well, you know, I just thought I'd go for more drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like that actually. I've, yeah. It sounded like the introduction to like a kind of film noir. Yeah, like maybe it was candy. <laughs> I was going for more
2: like a cheap ITV kind of (laughs) (laughs) busters program, (laughs) IVF busters, (laughs) hair dye, what are you meant to do?
3: (laughs) Uh, um, Yeah, so we're talking about hair dye. Yeah. Right. So you and I had different approaches to this when we were doing it last time because um, you were like quite... You weren't big on dyeing your hair at the time, were you? I
2: went, I tried to go natural on my shampoos and I tried to avoid dyeing my hair. I mean, I still did. It was still blonde yeah. and I ain't blonde. But yeah. um, I think I definitely avoided it in the times around IVF, do you know what I mean?
1: Mm.
3: Whereas I uh, was a bleach, like full bleach blonde, got John to do my hair every two months and he would just paint it directly onto my scalp.
2: Yeah, yeah yeah so that's... I was
3: like less like that
2: the cowboy approach
3: the cowboy approach it was very cheap it was and your hair, to be fair looked great it did and now I'm in a situation where actually unwittingly because I had covid when I was supposed to have my hair appointment oh, no. I'm actually haven't been for have, have my hair done for like three months <gasps> and I'm not having my hair done until mid-september <gasps> I actually what might is be. the
2: embryologist gonna think about
3: you well i've got to say my roots aren't looking good it's not a great situation um but you know i'll be fine i'll get over yeah, it yeah you'll be well, you will be
2: fine um I'll be fine. but fair, we have had people ask us quite often actually whether they should dye their hair um mm-hmm. during this whole process so uh here's professor tim to answer the question
1: so with, with modern hair dyes, there's not going to be an issue having that done during an IVF cycle or during pregnancy.
5: Um, I, I think um, you know check on the box with all this sort of stuff just make sure it's the it's standard type preparations. And if you're going to a salon, then check with
2: the, um, the staff there in terms of what chemicals perhaps they're using. But I think from an IVF or early pregnancy perspective, it's not something that you should be worried about. show the show is over the end of the show I thought I'd do like a because this is like obviously like this morning or something
3: yeah okay (laughs) because the thing is gaps like you quite often profess to not like not be very good at singing and not enjoy singing that much and you've been very sing-songy on this show
2: (laughs) I am always sing-songy I don't have a nice voice though I don't have a good range do you know what I mean lovely voice thanks mate Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, just to reiterate, it's the end of the show.
3: Who are we talking to next week? We're talking to Kanakad Knackers. Kanakad Nakanaka Knackadakas. Um so, so, Sean, lovely Sean, has an Instagram account called Knacked Nakers and he basically he kind of t- does what we do really. He like tells his story with humour.
2: Yes. He is. He's good for the lads, you know what I mean? And he's all about the don't have fucking shame, this isn't your fault, which is, you know, all really good. I'm glad he's out there telling his story. Um Yeah yeah so he's a good guy and he's just a really lovely yeah. chap
3: yeah he is and I what I really liked about our interview was that he was just so honest and candid about his experiences yeah and I found it like because I've, I've just been editing it and I found it quite emotional to listen back to um which I mm. you know you, you don't always get from all that no you don't you don't no. it's, a, it's a good episode it's really great Yeah, absolutely. In the meantime, thank you to Amy, especially because she has sent us some gorgeous presents.
2: Oh my God, Amy sent us some really beautiful tableware linens, which is something, I'll be honest, I've never owned. (laughs) Now I do. (laughs) I'm really glad.
3: Yeah, I mean, if, um, if you are into that kind of thing, look on her website, amydavisdesign.com. Yeah,
2: please do, because there's some really beautiful napkins, which we are now yeah. proud owners of.
3: Yes. Um, uh, thank you to A-Class for hosting. Thank you to Wagon
2: for uh, just jumping on like that and giving us their uh, very quick response to some brilliant news.
3: Have a good week, and we'll see you all. Indeed. On see you
2: next Tuesday.